I think my dad has a koozie that's like does uh, this does this koozie have gloves on it because no it's just a koozie but it says like uh, I don't know I'm not drunk yet because you're still ugly or something <laughs> damn <laughs> thank you your mom bought it for him and shit probably <laughs> I think it's her koozie. Oh, damn. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cigar Night. My name is Rick Guzman, and tonight we have a good friend of mine, Gary. Gary is uh, was currently in the Navy for a few years, and we're going to be talking about the theater, the military, and college. Now, Gary, it's very common on this podcast that we get people from the military and from theater backgrounds, college backgrounds, um, or people who didn't go to college and went straight into the military. But it's pretty cool right now because you are a different point of view of that. You have a different point of view. You went to the military first, and then now you're into college. So it's going to be great talking about that, seeing another side of the whole aspect of military versus college. Uh, and you're also studying theater, which we'll get to in a little bit, which is completely crazy. But we'll get to that in a little bit. So we're going to talk about, discuss all of that stuff. Um, you were in the Navy for how many years? Nine years. I was in the Navy for nine years, active duty, and then I did a little bit of reserve time. Okay. What did you do in the Navy, if you don't mind me asking? No, I don't mind. I did uh, IT work and lots of drinking. Um, okay. Before, before I, you said that I, I, I joined the Navy and then got into college, but I actually did a little bit of college after um, I, after high school uh, okay. over at UTSA. Um, failed out of there. I was just really trying to party and stuff. I was really sheltered I see. Uh -huh. you know, and all that stuff. So when I finally got out and about i just kind of squandered it away so then i i went into the military about two years two Sweet. and a half years after that so you tried college college yeah. wasn't for you at the time well i wasn't for college I was, okay i wasn't okay. making the good decisions i see you know so um but i had i had everything ahead of me when i was in, in high school and stuff i went to st anthony's and had the air force academy uh okay. ready and about to do that and i kind of dropped that for a girl i don't know mm. so i took it took some adulting um on my part to finally get to where i'm at today and i actually when I even joined the Navy, I was kind of a knucklehead. Mm. So where I'm at now is actually pretty pretty awesome. Well, we'll get to all that. I, I didn't know that you did college a little bit and then got yeah. out of that to go to. That's awesome because that's a big topic we have on the show uh, or on this podcast, the whole idea of like, well, it's college for me. And college isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm a believer in that. And people are like, well, what do I do in my life? I'm going to do military. So it's great that we get your aspect mm -hmm. of this whole thing. So. Uh, what do we have here, man? What do we got for us? So I brought something uh, courtesy of a friend of mine, some pink Himalayan salt shot glasses okay. uh, that are made of pink Himalayan salt. And actually, we've uh, I've used these probably about a thousand times, and yeah. they're still going. Um, do they run down as you use them? Like, does it is eventually just going to be a little bit? I guess, yeah. Actually, yeah, definitely. I mean, it would make sense scientifically. I, I, I forgot when you asked me that that I had one of these that actually – got like a hole on them like okay right there in the middle and uh -huh. tequila just started coming out these are still good okay so well, let's do it man yeah we brought your reposado you might have to there you go acting like i never poured liquor before hey, man i hey i believe you, i was man. in the navy you're, you're military I was in the navy <laughs> jeez nah the the other branches can't drink like us they just hide it <laughs> what is uh one of the best things the navy taught you one of the best things the Navy taught or me. Or something That's, that you um, have to still, that, have to still hold on to. That men who smoke cigars are decision makers, uh, only drink things that cost a lot of money. Yeah. Because then it makes you drink less of it. Cheers. Cheers. 
all the biggest decisions in the world are made on the golf course. Wow. It changes the whole aspect of yeah, tequila. Yeah, right? You get the salt in there. Oh, yeah. Add a little bit of the lime. Oh, man. It's so good. Mm. 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 So, now we drink it like Navy people instead okay. of Air Force people. Okay. We shoot it. <laughs> we shoot it? Yeah. All right. Cheers. Let's pour one for the road. Oh, I'm cool with that. You want to do a salt glasses or we can do the... Let's do the regular. Okay. Do with the uh, the DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. I really like this. So this is a Don Julio that was aged in whiskey barrels. All right. And then something else that I don't remember because I remember finding this out at a bachelor party three weeks ago. I need to change this podcast to Tequila Podcast. It's actually pretty amazing if you did that. Because tequila, tequila and cigars. One of my top three famous role models is probably going to be Dwayne Johnson. Okay. And he has a new tequila company. And I'm really ah, interested in that. Sweet. So if you do this podcast with tequila, cool. Dwayne sweet. Johnson. All right. Big difference. Oh, you can taste that. Nice and whiskey. Oh, that's smooth. Nice and that's smooth. Really smooth. That's really smooth. Man, you ready for uh, some cigars too? Yeah, man. Great. Choose your poison, my friend. Uh, the humidor is nice and full, so pick uh, pick your poison, whichever one you like. Mm. These are fresh. These are fresh. Beautiful. I don't know if you like sure, you a little darker. Good, you are just a good host. Oh, man. I, I'm trying to, man. That's a good one. Yeah, Those were handmade in San Antonio, Texas. The Fink yeah. Cigars. These are, that's a good one. A San Antonio cigar? There is, yes. It's I might slam this tequila just so I can warm up a little bit. You brought me out into Antarctica for this podcast. You know, it, it, and it's 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 November in Texas, and usually we're in short sleeve weather. Usually. We should have done this in swimsuits, kind of added a whole new dynamic. <laughs> I agree. I think that would have been good. I'm going to go with this one for today. Let's try this. So these are cedar strips. Love them. Uh, everyone who's been on here has failed miserably using these. Why? I guess they can't get it. Just burn the hell out of it. Yeah. That's... And then just light the cigar, you know? There you go. Will you be the first to succeed in using the sear strip? We'll find out. Look at that. Almost. Almost. Navy training right there. Yeah, uh, Army training. I have to give Army the, uh, the credit on that. My good friend... <laughs> Uh, now he's out, but Captain Clark is uh-huh. the one that made me realize that cigars are for men. Cigars are for men and mm. decision makers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very mm-hmm. common uh, for women to smoke cigars. I think. I it's went a, to. I, went, I think it's a cool. It's a cool thing. I went to a cigar shop today, in fact, and uh, there was a lady sitting out front smoking a cigar, and I was like, "You're badass." Yeah, it is pretty badass. I want to talk to you. Yeah. So my original statement definitely was pretty misogynistic, but I definitely. I do think it's kind of it's kind of it's almost intimidating, you know, because you don't see yeah a female just kind of like smoking cigar. Yeah, but it's common. It is yeah, a it common, is common thing. It's common in the it's right a very place. Common thing. So you were in the navy for nine years. What was that overall experience like, man? It was all over the place. Um, I guess you could say I didn't really join for the right reasons, which is what I explained before. Mm. So I didn't uh, really care what I was getting myself into. Just kind of going with it. And that's kind of, I guess, what people do sometimes when they're desperate. 
I wasn't really desperate. I was getting to a point because I had a bad relationship going with a, a civilian girl, but she was very exposed to military and all that stuff. So um, just kind of went along with that and then joined the military. And I married her after not really, I should not have married her. Sure. You know? Yeah, you know, they. I got to the boat. I had been in for like eight months, done my school and my basic and all that. And I got to the boat and they're like, well, till you make E5, you're gonna have to stay on this boat every day. And you get like just a 36 inch space about, you know, to kind of sleep and live. And then you got a rack that you put all your, your goods and stuff. And I was like, man, I just came from having an apartment. I'm not gonna be able to put an apartment in this little rack. Yeah. So I said, fuck it, let's get married wasn't the right reason and then kind of I kind of ended up setting myself up for the okie doke I spent my life blaming her for doing something like a man shouldn't do and mm -hmm. I was just kind of shoot from the hip I didn't really have a plan I just wanted to not be on the boat it's pretty selfish but I, uh, I recovered from that and uh, it was a long road but I got to I got to a good place I knocked out uh, two associates degrees I use that well, the way the Navy works they have a rotation so they send you out to the to the ocean for X amount of time, you know, doing sea duty, and then you come back and you do your shore duty, um, and it kind of keeps a, a, a balanced operational tempo, and so that kind of, you can willingly go to sea duty, you know, sea oh. uh, duty to sea duty, but that, you know, that helps with your advancement and stuff like that, but mm. you got to be a brave, hardened soul to be able to do something like that, or else you just love the water that much. Uh, so I did my sea duty, then I did my shore duty. Um, and in my shore duty, I had plenty of time to, to knock out my degrees. Does it help being single? Would, would it be easier if you were single? Uh, the only that? thing that would make it easier for anyone joining the military to need some sort of is – just, is just to have someone that has their personal interest in mind. Anybody sure. can make it. Anybody can make it. I had guidance from – a recruiter who just wanted to get me in and then once I got in I was like oh my gosh this happened and yada yada he was like all right cool yeah yeah it was cool talk to you bye like I didn't really have like a someone that was in there in it with me that had been through it you know that that gave a shit about me while I was going through it right and and now more than ever a lot of people need to realize this about the military the military is paying is not paying enough compared it, it provides stability but it does not provide the financial um, like short-term uh, what you're going to get in the civilian world for a lot of the jobs. So you have a lot of people that are inadequate um, as leaders that are inadequate as military personnel or whatever that actually stay in because it's, it's easier to just kind of do what they're doing and get that check until they retire. Mm -hmm. And then the people that are actually good leaders that are great people that actually do make a difference, they get fed up with it. Cause it's like talking into you know, into something yeah. that, into a wall. So they get out. So your good people get out, your shitty people stay in, your shitty people make rank, you know, and then the good people are outnumbered by the shitty people. And then they wonder why, like, the suicide rate is, is rising. It's, it goes full circle, Yeah. you know, and it's a pretty obvious yeah. fix. You just, you pay them more, you pay teachers more, yep. you know, all that, all the, just you pay people more. It might and, balance itself out. Yeah, and there's qualifications. For, like, I get paid more as a contractor making X amount of money but I have to jump through this hoop, this hoop, this hoop, this hoop. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah. Same thing needs to apply to cops. Same things need to apply to teachers. You want to get paid more? I agree. Yeah. But you're going to have to do this. Sure. You know? Yeah. That's you need to earn it. Or you, you need, need to earn it, yeah. yeah. Uh, did, it, did you enjoy the job that you had, or did you wish you did something else? I know a lot of people go in the military. Oh, I infantry. Enjoy, 
air conditioning. That's what I enjoy. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I had a job. I had a I had a a pretty cool person at a at my little recruiting stage, or not recruiting stage, when I was picking my job, mm-hmm. and uh, I had three options, and it was like pack parachutes, uh, something else, uh, I think cook, um, one crypto job, and an IT job, and I was like, which one of these has which one of these has the most air conditioning? <laughs> I see. And they said IT. And I was like, well, that's that's what I need. That's what that's I exactly need how it went down. And they said, yeah, yeah you got to cool your servers. And I was like, all right, let's let's, let's do, do this. It. And they yeah. weren't lying. Yeah. Oof, yeah, that's all I needed. It was, it was good. But it wasn't all cake. Like, in order to advance as an IT, you had to do collateral things. Like, sure. you had to be good at, like, uh, damage control, which was a whole other rate. But if you specialize in that person's rate uh, on, on the side and handle those duties for your division, which are all ITs, you know, the damage control stuff, there was different categories of that. So I, I became proficient in different areas that weren't IT just because I wanted to get out of the space eventually. Sure. Like I basically dug my own grave because I wanted air conditioning. I was stuck down there and I was like, all right, give me this job. Give me yeah. this job. Give me this job. Get yeah. that out of here. Yeah. So. Uh, let's go back a little bit to when you first graduated high school. You graduated high school and then you're like, okay, college, right? Everyone does college. It's forced down my throat. You have to. You have to, right? Like it's basically like everyone says if you don't do it, you're going to be a failure, which is not true. I know a lot of people who went to college wasn't for them, and hey, now they're very successful. Um, or they went straight into the military, and they had successful careers. They stuck with it, um, and they enjoy it, right? Um, but let's talk about that a little bit. You got out of high school. You went into college. What was your first experience of college that made you say, okay, this might not be for me right now? Well, I wish I could actually put it so eloquently as you do um, because I feel like I am the majority when I say that nobody really knows what they want to do when they get out. Sure. You know, no one, when, they, when they're graduating high school, they don't know, hey, I want to do this. I, want to, I definitely want to be a, a pedicurist the sure. rest of my life. No one really, like, you just kind of do what you're supposed to do. You get a business degree or you get a communications degree, you know, so you can do HR or some shit, work a help desk or something yeah. somewhere. And even know? then people graduate and they're like, oh, I still don't know what I want to do. I know people that get yeah. psychology degrees and they just go do HR stuff and then they stay in HR. Like they started doing psychology because they're like, oh, well, I want to work with people. I want to save people. Yeah. And then they end up just being in a job where they just fire people. Yeah. You know, because that's just I think what it all comes down to is just doing what you love and making yourself happy. And that's where I'm at with this theater stuff. I actually saw a documentary on a on military on veterans that had been had a PTSD, had uh, different anxiety whatever issues and all that stuff and they were going through like some sort of uh, theatrical therapeutic rehabilitation program and I think it's on HBO or, or one of those Showtime or something like that but anyways it's just a bunch of veterans and they're doing theater stuff nice yeah and that I was watching that and when I was deciding about what I was going to do with my GI Bill um, I mean I, like I said I got those those other degrees while, while with my associates while sure. I was in I only had 12, 15 hours to knock out for IT, but three years of GI Bill. So I needed to figure out, do I want to get uh, a master's? Do I want to get a PhD in something I hate? Or can I try something I might love there, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I just went with theater, you know? So you did nine years, you went to college. I'm going to do military. Nine years in the military. You got got out. out. I got out. I did real estate and I did IT contracting. Uh, I did real estate because I was a waiter before I joined the military, and I loved just the constant interaction of, like, helping people. And, I, and the way I saw it before I joined real estate was, man, it's like it's like getting people their favorite dessert but a house. 
you know <laughs> sure and i was like and i was like that's just so great like this but honestly it just felt like i was reciting lines to people sure so that documentary you were talking about that's what pushed you to go back to school for theater is that yeah and it, yeah and that was the real estate thing is also i was like if i'm gonna get paid to do scripts sure why not just get paid to do it period dude and i mean i'm all people... about i'm all about signs man like i'm all about like this sounds like no, no, man. Yeah, I feel that. Like, know, everything energies. happens for a reason. Exactly. You, everything you happens gotta for take, a reason. You have to let the inner universe talk to you. Like everyone wants to take use the, the use the Catholic God or use the Muslim God or whichever mm-hmm. God you want to use to tell you what you want to do. All you got to do is just let the universe tell you, and it's always gonna tell you the right answer. Feel it out. And if you go against the grain, there's different reasons you go against the grain. Mm-hmm. There's different reasons why you go against the grain. Sometimes it's to to better yourself. And you have to make sure it's for that right reason. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's going to hurt to get there. That's mm-hmm. one way of going against, against the grain. But some things you just shouldn't fight. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I love about art. I just feel like it just flows through people yeah. um, that want, that it needs to flow through. A lot of people don't think about it, but theater is, it's, it's life skills. Um, you know, even if you're not an actor, a lot of people think theater and they think acting, but the whole backstage the lights, the sounds, the design. Um, you know, we're both in school for theater, and uh, you learn so much more than just acting. Um, yeah, you learn designings and and lights and stuff, but carpentry. But okay, now you learn how to use a drill. You learn how to cut wood, how to measure, and and you can actually build a shed in your backyard when you're older because of the tools you learned. You can actually know how electricity works, right, for your own house. Acting, you learn how to talk to people, mm-hmm. right? Talking to people is so hard. I know so many people who can't talk. They can talk, sure, but talking to someone in an interview, uh, to a public, to, to a group of people, they freeze. What about freeze. a family member? To a family member. You know? I know family members, like, I can't even, I'm learning how to talk to my mom now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I moved back home, I didn't realize that my mom was a huge, my mom was a huge trigger in my life. Sure. Like, someone that close to me was a major trigger in my life. Yeah. And I, man, coming back here, I just had to, had to confront it. I had to figure yeah. out, you know, what's, and it's weird. It's weird being an adult and having a parent and just being like, that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Let's work through this. And yeah. then parents, a lot of parents don't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they spent their whole life believing, like most people do, you know, they're human beings. That's what we forget. Yeah. The plays you read, you know, a lot of people think, oh, Shakespeare, and the first thing pops into the head, but the modern it pops shows. my head still. The, but the first, like, the, the modern shows now, even Shakespeare, if you really pay attention to the script, it's things that we're dealing with today. You know, like, life issues, love, and, and, and work, and, and trying to please other people. Theater is, is life, literally. Uh, we're watching these people with our own lives, like, what they're doing. How, do, how are they going to act in that situation? And then you think, okay, what, what would I do now if I was in that situation? It's an interesting, like, paradox because, like, coming from not growing up in theater yeah. and just, like, almost feeling like I'm living a lie to coming to coming to theater and learning in theater that if you are acting, you are lying yeah. and people can tell. It's like, I just need to stay true. I need to stay. Yeah. You can actually, like, define your own truth yeah. by lying yeah. truthfully. Sure. It sounds crazy. You didn't have theater experience. What was the only theater experience you had? I was in the Selena movie when I was eight years old. 
as an extra. I even had these little stupid pictures on a little profile. I was like... You were in the Selena movie, dude. I was in a Selena movie. I got a kiss from fucking J-Lo right here. No, so you were, planted. like, you see yourself in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a part in Harlingen where uh, she gets booed off the stage for this, like, astro, astro alien looking group. Mixed, uh-huh. Like, fucking alien Tejano group. <laughs> but, yeah, she gets booed off stage. But I'm dancing with some lady that's supposed to be my mom or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Got paid for that. Did you actually get to like meet Jayla? You got the. T- I yeah. mean, she kissed you on the cheek. Yeah, she kissed me on the cheek. But uh, did you awesome. inter- have any interaction with her? Like, yeah. hi. Yeah, I was my like, hey. Gary. I was like, hey, my name's Gary. I'm eight years old. Can I have some breast milk? <laughs> <laughs> she said no. That didn't actually happen. For but sure. no. yeah, no. I was. I did the whole. Uh, she was like, oh hi, how you doing? Yada yada. I was like, <gasps> Jayla. Like yeah, I literally took the picture like this, and like my hand. Like I guess I had a thing with my hand. I had like major anxiety as a kid <laughs> because I like was freaked out, and I was just like looking like this, and my hands like super clenched like a T Rex, just like. You're like the dad and stepbrothers. You became that T Rex. I became that T Rex. You are the T Rex. You know that whole scene was improv from Step Brothers? No, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. That's good acting. It would be right like now. that someday. You know right? why? Because you're in the moment. Yeah, you got to be in the moment. Got to be in the moment. So now you're doing theater. You did something pretty cool that I got to witness. Um, you got to audition for your first play this semester. I only did that because I saw you two days before. Dude, and you rocked that audition. I appreciate that. Being your first audition ever. I appreciate that. You rocked it. How about when I was trying to talk about my dad being inside of a baked potato, and then I turned it into a drama because I was so nervous and you, sweating. Uh, you were in the moment. I was in the moment of, so, of trying to find oxygen. I couldn't tell if that was scripted or not. Are you serious? I Holy didn't know it was. Crap. And that's the beauty of theater is that if you freeze on stage, the audience doesn't know your lines. Yeah, I was looking into y'all's eyes, and I was like, I think they think this is part of this. Yeah. Oh, man, sweet. I need to freak out more often. It was uh, it was awesome, but tell us about that experience, doing something you've never done before, getting memorizing this little script, going up to directors, and doing it. So I, I grew up uh, very scared, but crazy kid. Sure. So, like, I was scared of doing, like, a lot of stuff. My parents put me into everything. I never really got great at anything, but they exposed me to a lot of things, and they kind of just pushed me to just keep trying these things. And there was a point, uh, hashtag daddy issues, leave it at that, right? Um, VA and addiction and stuff like that. You know, he kind of went absent uh, when I was, like, 12, 13, um, had to find himself. He's back. He's good. good. Uh, but there was a point where I just stopped doing that, and I got scared of life. And I there was there's just it's a part of me because of my parents, and I'm grateful to them for that. But the point of all that is that I was not really I was homeschooled for a while, so I wasn't really good with social interaction. So I actually mm. started waiting tables when I got out because I wanted to learn how to interact with people and try to like wow. try to on the spot learn how to socialize. Um, I was, I'm biggest, my three biggest, uh, scares ever phobias would probably be in this order, sharks, snakes, tornadoes. Um, I joined the Navy cause I was like, well, fuck sharks, you know, like, let's just figure this shit out. Let's just get through this shit. Let's overcome this shit. 
Um, I just kind of like throw myself into like random situations and kind of hope to come out breathing. Yeah. And it's it's worked out. You know, there's <laughs> I thought it wasn't going to, but it, it's it's been. You know, you you did something that day when you auditioned that a lot of people wouldn't even dare to do. Like a lot of people can't even. I wasn't going to. No. I was not going yeah. to. I only walked to that like just to kind of see it. Like wrote this. I look. I was looking at the sign up sheet. Like looking God. Right. I was looking at the sign up sheet, and I was like. Fuck though, no. fuck that, fuck that. And I turn around and I'm walking away, and you saw me. Yeah. I'm walking away, and you walk in all, ha 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 ha. I'm Ricardo, and I was like, hey, what's up, Ricardo? <laughs> and you're like, hey, what's up, man? You need to come out. Trust me, you just need to come out. And I was like, fuck. I now I have to come out. I was like, all right, all right, I'll, all right. So I picked a damn monologue, and I, I fucking bombed it, but whatever. I got a callback, you know? You did. Yeah, got a callback. You killed it. two callbacks. Two callbacks. You got yeah. two callbacks. Yeah, for man. both. I thought, yeah, that was, those are just confidence builders. You know, it's a stepping Ugh. stone. Yeah. Someone told me that I should try out for Tally's Folly as Matt, and I just read Tally's Folly today. Yeah, the Holy play. Holy fucking play Tally's lines. Holy. Yeah. 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 I might pass on that. It's theater. <laughs> but, you know, are you thinking of auditioning again? Is it something you would do again? Uh maybe for Tartuffe sure I might do it for Tally's Folly just because mama didn't raise no are you technically a freshman yeah on the like, arts. papers yeah on, on theater arts like credit hours wise accredited hours wise I'm I've been getting graduation packets sent to me but I can't graduate because I have a whole theater curriculum so do. you're done with core classes oh uh, yeah oh yeah but you're just doing the the theater requirement classes so, the Navy, you went back to college, mm -hmm. uh, you're in college now. What advice could you give someone who's graduating high school this coming Look year? Look up to someone that yeah. is credible. I know exactly where you're going with this. Just find someone that you trust. Find someone that you trust. Find someone that loves you. Find someone that you could talk to that will be there for you and treat them well doesn't have to be a significant other doesn't have to be a parent just has to be someone that's that and someone that's you just got to have people you got to have people in your corner you got to have a community you can't just alienate everybody and just have your social everything interactions just have to do with work school and and the internet like you have to build a family somewhere or else you're not going to make it anywhere that's it and people that have done it they know Learn from their mistakes. If you can learn from their mistakes, you don't have to learn from your own. It's great because I mean you're older than I am, so and you're. I think you're the only. I think you're the oldest person I've had on this podcast. So it's I don't. A whole I different, don't feel old, no, dude. You don't look old, man. I, yeah. You know. You're, thanks, man. You look good, man. Thanks. Man. I, I think. You. I think. Appreciate I think it. we need some more tequila. Cheers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's look better, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so what's your thing? Do you want to be a host? Do you want to do? What do you? Uh, what do I want to go with this thing? Yeah. What's what? Where, where are we going? Like not not us, but like you, I'm saying from a third person. Sure. Um, you know, I started doing this podcast because uh, I have a really tight group of friends that I've known since high school. Uh, and some people in that group I've known since middle school. And we're still really good friends. And uh, a lot of them are doing their own thing. Uh, there's a, a, a close friends of mine who were on this podcast uh, a few times already they, they did the stay phenomenal business they're good friends of mine and they started their own company 
uh, and within that company, it's a motivational company. So they do custom shirts, custom design stuff. They also started a Safe Phenomenal podcast. They, so they had their own podcast. This was before I started mine. And so seeing them do this thing, and, and, and it made my friend really happy doing this. And, you know, uh, they're getting bigger. Uh, but, you know, it's still small-time stuff. Uh, but it, he was still very happy. And so I was like, man, you know, he's doing this thing that he enjoys doing, and why can't I do that? And this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, you know, like a podcast type thing. I just never really knew to what do I do, like, right? Like, everyone does podcasts now. How can I be different? So I love talking to people. I love motivating people. Um, so I was like, well, let's do, I love cigars. So I was like, dude, cigar podcast, let's do it. Um, so the big thing of this is, the goal of this is, bring people on here who are living life uh from different backgrounds different points of view and you know show them their side of the story their side of life and hopefully people watching or listening can uh learn from that and say oh man if that person's doing it then i can do it you know if anybody ever needs to reach out you can always reach out to ricardo (laughs) (laughs) i'm very open i love talking to people Uh, jk you can reach out to me too um, that's it. I'll just leave it at that. But you can reach out to me through Ricardo. If you have questions about the Navy, you have questions yeah. about um, anything, man. Like, I'm an addict. I've had daddy issues. I've had mommy issues. I've I've worked through that. I've had friends issues. I've had enemy issues. I've gotten my ass kicked. I've kicked asses. I've had lots of sex. I've gotten myself taken advantage of and i've taken advantage of people not like sexually that's a terrible context to follow that through but like regardless i have a lot of experiences and um yeah just just fucking reach out you got questions yeah seriously we're in military cities usa uh a lot of my friends um are planning on joining the military right it's a very common thing where we live and so i think hearing your side of the story definitely puts things in perspectives uh, i've had like i said i've had people on this podcast who are in the military now and it's funny because i had an army guy on here i've had an air force guy and now i have a navy guy on here uh i have friends who are in the navy so you know they can relate to some of the things you're saying or maybe they're wondering well what am i gonna do when i get out you know yeah i got i can answer that was a career counselor for the navy when i was in yeah. there um dude you have total control of your life and if you're in the military you have total control of your career and nobody is going to care about that more than you will if you don't give a shit about it nobody else is going to give a shit about it so you have to show people that you care about it it's goes along with the whole fake it till you make it you know you can fake something long enough and if you keep doing it you're actually doing it yeah you know yeah so repetition breeds success so if that's that's what it comes down to and if if you're in the military you're going to have a lot of things coming like just flying at you just put everything down on paper see what your goals are and then check with the right people make sure they're doing their jobs doesn't matter what the fuck their rank are make sure they're doing their jobs yeah that's it that's it you said it beautifully man thanks bro so i was in i was in a fortunate position you know i've I've been really blessed i've been really lucky i think i have an angel um man i i can't be any more grateful yeah to wrap everything up this whole uh podcast um would you your son, let's say, your daughter, your child. Don't you put that on me. <laughs> your Ricky, child. Ricky Guzman. We'll put child. Uh, or anybody who you yeah, meet yeah. Uh, who's out of high school and stuff or even out of college and they ask, hey, man, you recommend the military, uh, the Navy? Would, would you would you recommend it Like, for them to do it? 
It depends on everyone. I'm sorry, I can't give you a straight answer because honestly, it depends That's on okay. every situation. Sure, you know sure, sure. Like, well, let's say let's say it's someone who doesn't have directions in life, and they're like, "Man, I I've tried college. It's not for me." It can ruin you. Yeah. It can ruin you as much as it can make you. Mm. And it can actually leave you worse off than you were before if you're not ready. Military, I mean, you get more chances than you say at like a server job, you know, because they aren't gonna fire you. There's a lot of sure. paperwork that comes to when you when you you got to get fired from the military. But if you don't go in to it with, like I said, like you need to find, you need to find your community. You need to find your family. You need to go in there with a, with a good head on your shoulders. Join it with the right intentions. The right intentions. Not to look for an answer. Have, maybe? have your goals. Write your goals down. Write your motherfucking goals down. Write them down. Write them down. Write them down. Write them down. Yeah. If you got to write them in a notebook, you got to write them on the bathroom mirror in the morning and some dry erase, you know, with some like corny little saying, you know, if you got to put them in your phone as a reminder, whatever, write, write them down, have them remind you every day why you're doing whatever you're doing. Cause at the end of the day you will stop because you will forget because life happens. Right. So as long as you have that clear in your head and you have the right people back in you, you can do anything you want. That's it. That's what this podcast is about, man. Motivation and inspiring others, mm -hmm. man. Our cigars are getting a little short, man, so I think we're going to call it a night. It's the best part. That's the best part, man. So this is Cigar Night with Rick Guzman. Gary, thank you so much for being here, my brother. We'll see you next week. You'll have a great night. Everything's just black. It's all right, the white night. Dancing in the light. But I can't deny.